welcome to episode 44 of Thorn in My Side. I'm here as always with my co-host Izzy Brown and we're here for a Halloween episode. We're recording this on Halloween night. It's probably not Halloween in Alabama anymore. It, but No, 19 minutes after. Well, but you know what? We're still, it's our spooktacular. It's so. a spooktacular show. We're, uh, we're getting spoopy with it tonight. Man, like, you know, like, I haven't even been in the Halloween spirit this year, like, at all. I've watched, like, a bunch of horror movies, but, like, yeah. like right now it's midnight on Halloween, and I'm not even cursing people. Do you know how rare oh. that is? Well, last night for Devil's Night, I was on a comedy show at a yeah. barbecue and burgers. That was kind of fun. I mean, I uh, I felt like I was the only person that dressed up, but I wasn't. But other people just had costumes that made them look normal. <laughs> I got uh, I, I had my face painted. Me and my lady, our number one listener, Candice, we did a sugar skull face paint. Hers looked way better than mine because hers had like red color. I believe she posted it on her Instagram or Facebook. But yeah, I did I, see you guys on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, I had the uh, sugar skull, the white face paint the black eyes wearing a top hat i looked pretty cool i thought it was fun it was a good time you were like there were other people there dressed but they didn't look as good as we did yeah like, I, I was like <laughs> i look like coco and i'm hopefully less sad than that because <laughs> i was like i haven't seen that movie but i hear it's sad <laughs> you're like i look like coco but not the sad coco. like i look I, I look like coco but hopefully this is less sad than that <laughs> I don't know if the set didn't go great, but the people that I brought laughed, but I feel like the rest of the people in the audience weren't feeling it, so I don't know if that's a win for me. Well, it's just something, you know. I, I mean, did a, I got to do a set of comedy. That's the way I look at it. Just right. do what you love until you can do it to get paid, I guess. Do two things you hate to do what you love until you can do what you love and get paid to do it, right? Yeah, I mean, that's fair. It, it's, it's like... It, it's like, uh, oh God, what is it like? It's kind of like gay sex if you think about it. And the reason, <laughs> the way I say, hold on now, there's 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 some method to my madness. It's a plane like, in the ass. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> hey, hey, allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, so, you know, it, it basically, what I'm trying to say is that it's one of those things that you don't really enjoy as a kid, but you do as an adult. Like, <laughs> I'm dead now. <laughs> it's like it's like the fucking it's like the fucking Brussels sprouts. Of... It's like fucking broccoli. Yeah, it's the, it's the, it's the broccoli of sex. <laughs> Real kids don't eat broccoli. <laughs> oh God. God. Oh shit! <laughs> That's great. Oh, it's always good to start the episode off with a nice old chuckle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank God I have lots of pedophilia jokes. <laughs> it's a very touchy subject. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, ask anyone who's ever worked at the Vatican. It's a touching story about a Catholic priest. 
I'm told nightly on the local news. So there's like a, I saw this article. I saw an article. Was and it, it a was touching like, story about a Catholic priest? No, it said that, okay, so like a, a, a top church official said that gay sex within the Vatican had never been worse, right? <laughs> it was be- it was been better. <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, like, you guys need some sex shops up in there. You could probably put one in the fucking library, like that, that, that huge library. You could put, you could put blowjob machines there. And everyone knows that when you're near books, there's blowjob machines. Barnes and Noble, sponsored by the Catholic Church, <laughs> DeWalt and Outback Steakhouse. Uh, the last time, the last time I actually went into a Barnes and Noble, like for real, went into a Barnes and Noble. Uh, I think the last time I went into a Barnes and Noble and didn't have gay sex, <laughs> and didn't have yeah, and didn't have gay sex. There's a, there's an asterisk. It was it was over the summer, and I kind of got not like trouble, but like one of the um, people that worked there was just like, "Don't don't do that." And what I was doing was I was putting Bibles in the fiction section. (laughs) (laughs) She was just like, she was like, "Don't do that," and I'm like, "I'm sorry, like, but it's true though." (laughs) Oh, that's fucking great. (laughs) <laughs> oh shit bibles in the fiction section <laughs> first the bibles go in the fiction section and then what the fucking cookbooks go in like the self-help section <laughs> the woman's living section <laughs> women's living <laughs> <laughs> to get back to the kitchen section yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's like so it has it has like uh it's like the one okay so it's like the women's section and it has like uh like one of those playmobil like like kitchen sets and then yeah. and then above it there's a framed copy of oh the places you will go <laughs> and it's just like the kitchen there's no, <laughs> there's no other places like oh that's hilarious <laughs> my god so halloween we've got some articles that you've yeah. procured for us this episode so oh, we got the, the- First one is Do you want for to the haunted forest, or you got one two about scary forests. Yeah, I've got two about scary forests. Are they the, fu- the Let's do the. We'll just. I'll just share my OBS real quick. Okay. For those of you that's listening, that's an inside joke. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me see your recording program, please. Yes. Yeah, so let me show you the recording program. I will share the sound in case we decide to show sound on the recording program. Share, 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 found the sugar here. Yeah, did you do you see my recording program? I do not see. Do you I see actually? I see the. Do you see the, the actual article that is intended? Yeah. So yes. we're going to talk about Hoya Basiu Forest, the world's uh-huh. most haunted forest, and this is for from HoyaBaikuForest dot com. Right. Yeah. I guess it's so, the website this is for in, the forest. This is in. Uh, I I want to say Romania. Yeah, we're gonna let's let's read the hope. Yeah, let's read it. Hoya Baiku Forest, world's most haunted forest, is situated near Cluj Napoca, Romania, covers an area of over two hundred and fifty hectares. What the fuck is that? Give me a fucking unit of measurement that I understand. He- is it like I thought it was hectares, but you know you're right, it's hectares. 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 And is often referred to as the Bermuda Triangle of the country. Whole Baiku Forest, world's most haunted forest. Is that what it stands for? World's most haunted forest. I I don't know. I think that's just the name of it. Apparently, 
like some shepherd got lost in there a long time ago, and that's why it's haunted, allegedly. Let's, let's, let's read on. Well, it has a reputation for intense paranormal activity and unexplained events. Reports have included ghost sightings, unexplained apparitions, faces appearing in photographs that were not visible with the naked eye, and in the 1970s, UFO sightings were reported. Like the UFO goes by and it's just disco music. Yeah. (laughs) Visitors to the forest often report intense feelings of anxiety and the feeling of being constantly watched. Moreover, the local vegetation is somehow bizarre in appearance, like something out of a make-believe story with strangely shaped trees and unexplained charring on tree stumps and branches. Yeah, so this is the interesting part. Okay. The forest was named after a shepherd that disappeared in the area with a flock of 200 sheep. Most people who live near the forest are afraid to enter it due to the stories and legends that have been handed down. They believe that those who visit the site will never return back home. Many of the locals who have been brave enough to venture into the forest complained of physical harm, including rashes, nausea, vomiting, migraines, burns, scratches, anxiety, and other unusual sensations. Sounds like all symptoms of being alive. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much, yeah. This dense forest first gained notoriety in the late 1960s when a biologist named Alexandru Sift snapped several amazing photos of a flying disc-shaped object in the sky above the forest. On August 18, 1968, a military technician named Emil Barnea captured a famous photography of a saucer flying over Hoya Baiku Forest, world's most haunted forest, <laughs> in the 1970s. Okay, so every time they say world's most haunted forest, it's always in parentheses, like yeah. in case we forgot. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you, can we just call it world's most haunted forest? The, it was it was hotbed for UFO sighting and unexplained lights. People who have entered the forest to this day gain inexplicable rashes or they begin to feel very lightheaded and ill. Moreover, the electronic devices are known to malfunction when introduced into the area. Some paranormal investigators have associated these strange malfunctions with supernatural activity. The Hoya Baiku Forest, world's most haunted forest, <laughs> has a reputation for paranormal <laughs> and unexplained activity, and people have witnessed numerous strange events on the land. The most common phenomena includes the sudden appearance of mysterious orbs of light. <laughs> it could have been something else that, like the the mysterious, like little gnomes that show up and cook bacon and eggs for you or something like that. <laughs> Instead of orbs of light. Get a new gimmick. Freaking supernatural stuff. Anyway, people also report hearing disembodied female voices breaking the heavy silence, giggling, and even apparitions. There are many cases of people reportedly being scratched. All these things happen with no reasonable explanation. <coughs> Some people believe that the forest is a gateway to another dimension within the dark interior of Hoabaiku Forest, world's most world's haunted, most haunted forest. forest. People have been known to disappear. Strange lights have been seen. The winds seem to speak. Several stories tell of people entering the forest and experiencing missing time. Some have been known to be missing for quite some time with no recollection of how they spent that time. One such story 
focuses on a five-year-old girl who wandered into the woods and got lost. The story goes that she emerged from the forest five years later wearing the same untarnished clothes she wore on the day she disappeared with no memory of what of where had happened in that interval of time. Another story of the Hoabaiku Forest, world's most haunted forest, <laughs> has been telling about the strange paranormal phenomena which have been recorded and researched for nearly 50 years. The woods are thought to be notoriously haunted by the Romanian peasants who were murdered here. It is believed that the souls of these tormented ghosts are trapped within the wooded confines of the Hoabaiku Forest, the world's, world's most, haunted most haunted forest. forest. <laughs> and these entities. Was that the fucking McDonald's jingle? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I'm on these ghost McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> the entities that emerge by their predicament visions of the tormented spirits are sometimes observed by terrified travelers pairs of haunting observing green eyes and a heavy black fog have been observed here many people report a feeling of being watched as they travel near the forest's edge more recently the paranormal energy of the forest is taking on the form of poltergeist and ghost activity. In one paranormal television series, an investigator sitting in this clearing in the forest was scratched and thrown on the ground by an unseen forest. People also claim to have seen unexplainable bright lights coming from within the woods. This paranormal activity seems to be focused on an inexplicable clearing in the forest that is a vegetation dead zone. It is nearly a perfect circle in the woods where nothing ever grows. Soil samples have been taken from the site and analyzed, but the results show that there is nothing in the soil that should prevent the growth of plant life. Locals believe that it is a hub for this paranormal activity they consider this circular plateau deep in the forest to be the home of these ghosts photos taken here have revealed hovering shapes and outlines of human forms further backing up the claims ufos a dead vegetation zone lights with no logical source poltergeist activity evp activity and malfunctioning electronics are the documented paranormal happenings of this creepy forest while some of the stories about this legendary location may be exaggerated it is hard to ignore the fact that something is going on in this forest that we may not completely understand. This is especially true given the recent well-documented occurrences of unexplained poltergeist activity. Many people who live near the Hoabaiku Forest, the world's, world's most, most haunted, haunted forest, forest. <laughs> have reported seeing a large collection of orbs of light coming from this inside the tree line while using a thermal detector. These lights don't seem to be producing any heat signatures. Some people who enter the forest report they suddenly remember all of their past experiences, but then forget the memories after leaving the land. Huh. Specialists from around the world are fascinated by the forest. Researchers from Germany, France, and the United States, and Hungary have all spent time studying its mysteries. Some have managed to capture bizarre manifestations on film, including faces and apparitions. Some of these images are reportedly seen with the naked eye, and others show up in photos or videos. 
There are many people who strongly believe there are paranormal phenomena and appearances of UFOs in this place. The mysterious Hoabaiku Forest, the world's, world's most haunted forest, is <laughs> <laughs> beginning to compete more and more with the Dracula legend in Transylvania. It has become more famous because of unexplained phenomena, which are considered by some as manifestations of the paranormal. This forest fame is spreading worldwide. So, prestigious publications such as Travel and Leisure magazines or BBC have included this among the most interesting forest haunted areas on the planet. And its fame continues to attract tourists from all walks of life. Two years ago, the famous actor Nicolas Cage was shooting a film in Sibiu. Cage came to Cluj specifically to see the mysterious forest. Is Hoabaiku Forest haunted? World's most haunted forest. Hoabaiku Forest, world's most haunted forest, attracts many amateurs of yoga, Wicca, and the paranormal. They're attracted by the numerous long-told legends in connection. With the Hold on, wait, 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 wait. So it attracts... <laughs> It attracts witches, paranormal investigators, and yoga instructors? <laughs> Apparently so. <laughs> Why yoga? I, I don't know. Okay. I just felt that was weird. All right. That, let's that, that is weird. They're just, just like, let's get in this mountain form in this forest. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, the Wicca and Paranormal. They're attracted by numerous long-told legends in connection with the forest. Some of the trees have grown crooked, and there is speculation that their shape was influenced by mysterious energies. There are people who believe that within Hoabaiku Forest, the world's most haunted forest, forest, there is a portal that provides access to other universes. There are also countless legends and stories about contact with entities outside our known world occurring here every year. We cannot say for certain if any of this is true or not. If you are brave enough, visit Hoabaiku Forest to discover for yourself. Book your trip now with TripAdvisor. <laughs> So, sponsor is TripAdvisor. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, so I sent you a picture on Facebook of the actual trees, the way they grow. Because it's really fucking Holy interesting. Holy shit. Right. Yeah, no, it's really that fucking interesting. That is the whole Vaiku Forest. Yeah. Yep, that's it. That, just looking at that is kind of unsettling. It It is. Like, the place is legitimately... Uh, like, and just look at the like the sky through the back of those trees and how dark it is. Mhm. Mm yeah, and and I think what's really interesting, I've seen a lot of paranormal investigations of this particular forest and yeah. uh you know, usually those there's... trees there's something up with that, dude. Oh, that, oh that definitely. Like that's weird. Like yeah. why would they grow like that? You know, I I don't know. I I have no idea why they grew that way. Uh, but I think it's really fucking fascinating. There's like, it almost looks like they grew around something that's not there anymore. Yeah. These are pot belly trees. What does that mean? They have pot bellies, pot belly trees. Oh, uh, so yeah, like just, it, it's just bizarre. Like it's, it's interesting and cool and bizarre. 
very interesting, cool, and bizarre. And uh, that's crazy, man. That was interesting. I mean, I'd I'd go visit there. Like, oh, I would love to go visit there. Fuck yeah. So it's like a place like the Winchester House, one of those weird places in the world that you know exist. All right, now on to another forest, I guess. Yeah, we're this, this is just this is the forest episode. It's like <laughs> for, forest Gump, the Suicide Forest Gump. <laughs> I hope Mama always said yeah. that life was like a bunch of chocolates, and he just pulls back the hammer on the revolver. He's like, you never know if it's going to be the bullet or not. <laughs> How do you say this, Okihara? Uh, Okihara. 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 Close enough. Okikahara Forest. The suicide forest. Okikahara is suicide in Japanese, I, I guess. I don't know uh if that I have no idea or if it's just if that's the prefecture that it's from. I don't I don't know how Maybe they named it. There is something to these forests though, because they believe that there's something in that forest. And we're gonna read about Aigokikahara Forest. I think that's how we say it. Aokikahara. Okikahara. <laughs> Okikahara Forest. Okikahara. We could just call it Suicide Forest. Yeah, there you go. Suicide Forest. That sounds metal as fuck. Suicide Forest. Be sure to, um, like, from TripAdvisor, since apparently we want them to sponsor us now, just be sure that if you're going to send someone to the Suicide Forest that you don't like, that you book in advance. Yeah. Um, yeah, the legend of the suicide forest. All right. The background of Okikahara forest. There are places in this world that seem unworldly in their ability to draw you in with the mystique and the beauty that they can conjure. Oh my God. That's the word that stopped you. (laughs) Shut up. Conjure. (laughs) (laughs) One such particular place that is called Suicide Forest in the fact that it is the second most popular place in the world to take one's life. Golden Gate Bridge being the first. What, what? California represent, baby. Fuck yeah. America number one, son. If you've ever been to San Francisco and know how high the rent is, it would make sense. Yeah, like if you've ever lived in... Uh, San Francisco. You live in a two thousand dollar mop closet, then basically. you probably understand why Golden Gate Bridge is number one. Or, but, or you know, if you've just ever lived in America under capitalism, there you go. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, just, also known as Okikohara Forest, it happens to reside at the base of Mount Fuji, where the vastness of the dense forest can draw in people whose corpses are found in hundreds by volunteers who annually search the area of the woods around 10 to 30 bodies will be found every month so that amazes me yeah like okay so i I guess this is the question i want to ask let's 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 uh assume that there's some sort of evil evilness to this forest right yeah do people go there because people have committed suicide there so everyone's just like well someone will find me so i'll just go commit suicide there or it's does like something the, call them to the there forest? and you're just walking and you know it's like man this is a view to die for and then you just hang yourself <laughs> <laughs> you're like man this is a view to and then like you're already in the news and you don't know how you got there and you're like oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
and then you're just like, ha ha, this is my fetish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna come. Gonna, I'm gonna carotene myself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, some say because of all the tortured people that would go in and never come back. In certain areas, ropes were found hanging cut where the noose had been. Shoes of every color and style are set out from an array of travelers that either left the forest deciding that life is worth living and they go on. The ones that decide to stay only add to the paranormal feeling of entities calling and the lost that are weak and wander. The seclusion of the forest makes it the perfect place to commit suicide. For Forest workers have it the worst because they take the bodies down and bring them to the police. Suicide forest offer, officers claim hundreds of bodies yearly. This is a quote. I've seen plenty of bodies that have been really badly decomposed or picked picked it by wild animals there's nothing beautiful about dying here says one officer i'm pretty sure he didn't sound like that but i couldn't you, you know imitate really that. you don't yeah. say yeah huh hmm. yeah i, don't I think said you don't sounded, say yeah. i don't think he sounded like that but you know, really yeah my my accent was the, the the voice i used was way less racist okay okay yeah but but you don't think he really sounds that way right he could have i mean you don't know no, you're right. I don't. I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just trying to get it from the expert. I'm trying to get it from the horse's mouth, the right? Horse, the ass's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there are signs posted throughout to try and dissuade potential suicides in the forest. Signs that would remind you of the sanctity of life. And also to think about your mother. Your family will miss you, shopkeeper Hideo Watanabe. 64 is known to have saved 160 people over the past 30 years. Yeah, that's all great and shit, but I can't read Japanese. What's up? Yeah, I'm going to kill myself anyway, Hideo. Good job, nerd. Put it in English next time. <laughs> oh... People come to either simply enjoy the majestic views of Mount Fuji or those interested in tales of the macabre and wanting to explore. Documentaries have been made about the lives of survivors and the findings of the Watchers of the Woods. In this documentary, a geologist and forest volunteer, Azusa Hayano, brings you into the Akikahari Forest and explains the impact and shows leave leavings of clothing, bottles of water, tents, and even cut ropes gently swaying along the trunk of a tree. Only when you see Okikahara firsthand do you understand just how apt the moniker Suicide Forest really is. The film can be viewed here. We will not watch that, but maybe watch it and talk about it in a later show. It really shows the sadness and often overwhelming grief that some can experience little slices of their life, whether it be a notebook, shoe, sometimes a live person. Hayano <laughs> at one point finds a little tent and calls to the person on the inside and talks him out of the forest. There are 50 to 100 deaths per year and sweeps are annually made of the forest, but because of the denseness cannot be patrolled more frequently. Clinical depression that could be due to economic crisis in Japan could be linked to the increase in suicide rates over 
time. Some visitors to the famed suicide forest are just curious, but others enter without any plan to ever leave the dark, creepy forest that looms in the shadows of Mount Fuji. Would you visit Okikahara Forest, or would you prefer not to tempt fate? Let us know in the comments. I fucking hate that. Hate it when they do. So, like, like yeah, for me, I would I, go there. I'd definitely go there. Uh, I wouldn't film any of that it. That was from playwithdeath.com. I have to shout out that website because that's where I just read their article from. And actually, playwithdeath.com, if you click that link, they have some pretty cool... Like, you'd like this website. Uh, yeah, you, you definitely like this website. Um, so, like, obviously there was a huge debacle, you know, in that forest for... A, a debacle. A, yeah, a debacle for uh, a, a famous YouTuber, but um, I, yeah, no, I would like to. I'd like to. I'd like to see it for myself. I want to. Like, I want to feel the energy of the area, right? Like, I want to go there and be like, okay, is it really just as creepy as people say, or is it just a fucking forest, right? So yeah, yeah I def. I would love to go. So the Golden Gate Bridge is the number one place to kill yourself. Yeah, I've been there. Did you think about killing yourself? Well, I mean, yeah, of course, but I didn't do it. <laughs> no, I I actually wrote a joke about it because, uh, like, the first time going to the Golden Gate Bridge, I remember going out there and I remember driving through the Robin Williams Tunnel and just seeing the Golden Gate Bridge. You know, it's known for its high rate of suicides. And that right. got me thinking the ironic <laughs> part about killing yourself at the Golden Gate Bridge would be driving through the Robin Williams Tunnel to get there. <laughs> <laughs> it's true it's no it is true no it is it is true uh i i think oh oh my god bunny band bridge i know where that is uh anyway sorry oh, i saw it on the thing bunny man bridge i saw the thing and i was like i know where that's at um well, no, I just should we jump into that? It's from August dude. Fuck yeah, Bunny Bunny Man is awesome. He he uh, is a local legend, I believe, in Pennsylvania. I believe we can go look. Let's look let's it up. Look. Fuck it. Yeah, or we can learn about this man that murders his parents. What is it, Oregon? That's a funny news article. That's also <laughs> from July 2015. All this stuff's from 2015. This well, is, I mean, I didn't say it was a current site. I just said it was a current site. But let's learn about Bunny site. Man Bridge. Yeah, Bunny Man Bridge is awesome. The Bunny Man Bridge. Do, do, do. He's a funny man. Because he's a bunny man. Bunny Man Bridge. So, no, actually, he's very terrifying. Let's go ahead and read. <laughs> he's, <very terrifying. laughs> he's like, he's very terrifying. All right. The Bunny Man Bridge. The name. Bunny Man Bridge might evoke some laughs from those who don't know the sinister tale of murder and carnage behind it. Like most urban legends, there is an element of truth to the story behind the Bunny Man Bridge. However, the truth behind this story is a little more concrete than most. On a chilly October night, in 1970, U.S. Air Force cadet Bob Bennett and his new fiance were returning from a football game in a Fairfax County, Virginia. They parked the car in a field of Guinea Road at first to admire the stars on that clear night. Sure. 
And then Bob Bennett pulled out his penis. (laughs) 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 And 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 coerced his fiance's face. Oh my fucking Onto his throbbing member. <laughs> <laughs> Before they were both brutally hacked to death. Okay, anyway. Anyway, they, okay. On that clear, <laughs> they begin talking about their upcoming wedding. And the conversation turned intimate. <laughs> but... A sudden burst. The conversation of, turned into it. They're talking about their wedding. It's like, so what do you, how, how many, how much do you think the flowers going to be? Yeah, you want to suck my dick? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. The sudden burst of movement outside the car caught Bennett's eye. Before he had a chance to react, a hatchet swung down, shattering his fiance's window. A menacing figure in all white loomed over the car and screamed at them for trespassing. Bennett sped away with the man in white staring at them in the rearview mirror. Once they were safely away, the couple made one last chilling discovery. The man's hatchet lying on the floor at the fiance's feet. The two gave the descriptions of the man. Bob he was stated, like hippity hoppity motherfuckers. <laughs> Bob stated the man was wearing a white suit with long bunny ears, while his fiance described a pointed hood like the ones the Ku Klux Klan, still a prominent threat in the South during the 1970s war. Both remembered seeing his face, but could not describe it well due to the darkness of night. About a week later, security guard Paul Phillips was going about his usual patrol at a construction site at Kings Park West off Guinea Road. All was quiet until Paul was startled by a loud and unnoticed a shadowy figure lurking on the porch of a recently constructed house. Unable to make out what the figure was doing, Paul moved in for a closer look, discovering a man in a white bunny costume swinging a large axe into a porch post, again making comments about trespassers, even threatening to bust them on the head with his axe. A full investigation was launched, and more claims of the Bunny Man poured in to the Fairfax Police Station. Stories began popping up in newspapers like the Washington Post, with headlines like, Man in Bunny Costume, Salt in Fairfax, and The Rabbit Reappears. After several weeks with no solid leads, the police closed the case due to a lack of evidence leaving the bunny man free to roam the country, his identity unknown. So, who was he? One theory states that the bunny man was the ghost of an escaped maniac. According to legend, in 1904 in nearby Clifton, Virginia, an asylum for the criminally insane was shut down. This wasn't so much a hospital, more so a prison for violent, deranged offenders who obviously could not be released back into the public. They were rounded up and put onto a 
15-vehicle transport to be relocated to another facility in a neighboring county. While on the rough rural roads, one vehicle crashed, killed, killing several prisoners and the driver. With the first taste of freedom on their tongues in years, many of the surviving inmates escaped, desperately trying to hide in the countryside. Police were rounded up from all over the country with the task of capturing the violent inmates, and the effort was a success for the most part. Shortly after the crash, rabbit carcasses were found hanging from the trees and underneath Colchester Overpass, left to rot. Not just dead carcasses, though. Skinned, mutilated bodies with chunks missing from teeth marks. Human teeth marks. Another search was ordered, and the search party made a grisly discovery. The body of Marcus Walster, one of the escaped inmates hanging from the bridge by a rope around his neck. The police realized that along with Marcus Walster, they had missed someone by the name of Douglas Griffin, institutionalized for the brutal murder of his entire family on Easter Sunday. A manhunt ensued and the officials located Griffin at the Colchester Overpass, where Griffin narrowly escaped only to be hit by an oncoming train on the tracks directly above the overpass. Is Colchester Overpass haunted by the ghost of a deranged lunatic? Is it possible to say for sure, but the most plausible explanation is more frightening than a man with an axe threatening to kill was never captured. There were claims as recent as 2001 that mutilated rabbit parts were found near the overpass, and while the claims could be made up, there is still a lingering possibility that the bunny man from the 1970s remains in the area, warning off trespassers. Obviously, this is why people refer to the bridge as Bunny Man Bridge. To this day, ghost hunters and thrill-seekers flock to the Colchester Overpass, now commonly referred to as Bunnyman Bridge, hoping to get a glimpse of the specter that haunts it. If you wish to do the same, beware. The bridge is an active railroad track, an intersection, and police often patrol the area to prevent people from getting too close, lest they end up like Logan Farr. Just kidding, Logan. Douglas Griffin. <laughs> How was that? I was pretty good. It, for, for a moment there, I thought I was watching something professional. Really? Yeah, actually, yeah. That's that's like, awesome. Really good reading. Uh, so yeah, I was gonna make like a bunch of fucking cum jokes all the way through that, but yeah, your reading was just so good that I was like, well, maybe I'll just keep the cum jokes to myself. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> it's fine. I, I, I just just got into it. Maybe we maybe maybe we should start finding some scary stuff, and I can read it like that. Yeah, no, I'm I'm totally down for that. Fucking. You'll read about you'll read about the scary stuff, and I'll just like make cum jokes in my head. It's totally, <laughs> totally. What, fine. what cum jokes did you? Have? 
<laughs> like when the guy was on the fucking porch and the other guy saw him I was like and then the guy tapped his foot and the bunny man was like what are you doing and he tapped his foot again he's like you know and he's like no I don't know and then he just kept stomping his foot on the ground I was like you know <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> he goes in the stall and coughs <laughs> he's like coughing stomping his foot like fucking ripping the door off Derek style <laughs> yes oh my god oh, I love it that's great well, that was a good story the bunny man bridge I got into it I got into reading it it was so like... I, I want to say that he, um, for people who have Destination in America or Discovery Plus, I, uh, I want to say that he is the topic of one of their investigations for monsters and myths, monsters and mysteries in America or monsters and myths in America. I, I, I can't be one hundred percent for sure that it's that show, but it's one of those shows they actually do cover him. <laughs> Here's your OBS. Uh, <laughs> they actually, they actually do cover the story, and it's actually really pretty good because. Uh, just as recently as a couple of years ago, people have seen like people in their houses, like, like in, like actually in their house and that kind of shit, uh, just weird stuff around that bridge. Huh? That's crazy. Insane. So where do we go from here? Oh yeah. At the end, I said to end up like Logan Farr. That's a, a, if, for those of you listening that don't know who Logan Farr is, he's one, a good friend of mine who lost his feet by getting hit by a train, but he's also a badass Brazilian jujitsu guy and funny stand up comedian. So if you check him out, he's Mr. Footloose on Instagram. He'd be on the Brazilian jujitsu shit. He's a badass. The only guy in a wheelchair that would probably kick your ass. <laughs> it's fucking funny. It, it's it's true too, but yeah, I fucking love his handle, Mister Footloose. That's fucking yeah, amazing, Mister Footloose. He he has no feet. He's a fucking he's a beast. He's hilarious, and he also has a podcast called The Footloose Express. So if you want to check that out, <laughs> wow, just he just sh- like leaned yeah. into that, didn't he? Well, yeah, that's amazing. The, yeah, he he leans into it. He's actually started recording something that's interesting, where he'll like get comedians and like do Brazilian jiu-jitsu with like basically it's an excuse to choke out his friends <laughs> <laughs> I, I have yet to do it i haven't been asked to do it but oh, maybe someday you, who knows oh you know you're going to be one of the like oh, you'll yeah. volunteer oh yeah anything. for sure for sure i have no problem being choked out i've been choked like, out before you're like go ahead choke me out and then you're just gone like that's yeah <laughs> <laughs> i just die <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he was like, "Oh shit, was that me or was that diabetes?" I don't like both. <laughs> both. Yeah. Should we jump into another article or what? I don't know. This... Uh, what what's our time look like? What are we? Oh man, we're at, we got a couple more minutes. We it's like we got ten or fifteen minutes. Maybe All right, so we want to go more. Let's do let's do something else. Yeah, let's 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 look and see what other spooky things we can find on this website that shut down in 2015. What about this? What is your third eye and what does it do? Uh, okay. Let's fuck what, it. We're doing what is your third? This. this is from Funnel Wide. This is gonna Funnel be the, I, I, this is gonna be the worst article. I just I can feel it. What I is your third it. eye and what does it do? It's your brown eye, <laughs> and, it, <laughs> and it cuts pretty little poop ribbons. <laughs> Or for me, it catches a lot of spills. 
The third eye is defined as the gateway to higher consciousness. It is believed that the pineal gland of, or the third eye supposedly allows people to connect the link between the physical and the spiritual worlds. It is a small endocrine gland that is shaped like a pine cone and is located in the middle of the brain. And the fluoride that they put in the water crystallizes your pineal gland. That's why you can't use your third eye drunk. Don't drink the water, sheeple. What? Oh, my God. Throughout history, the Eastern world has linked the third eye to enlightenment, or the inner eye. It's also associated with clairvoyance, visions, and out-of-body experiences. So, basically, the third eye is what, like, when you do DMT, it opens that third eye up. Does it really? I believe so. The DMT, DMT is the spirit molecule. DMT is in everything that exists. It's like what everything has in common. It has DMT in it. And the only time you can get DMT is like, I think it's excreted when you're born, when you die, and when you sleep. But like, yeah, it's the closest you could ever probably get to dying while being alive and still living. Or at least probably getting experienced death. That's why people say, I think, when they do enough DMT, you blast off and you have this out-of-body experience. And that's where a lot of people get the freaking, I guess, inner clarity. Or, like, they have questions answered from the trip from DMT. That's why I want to do it so bad. I want to do enough to blast off and have that out-of-body experience. Because there's stories of people blasting off and talking to like stone dwarves and shit like that is, is that also like the machine elf guy like i, I think so i think I, I forget who uh who it was but somebody told a story about they did dmt and they blast off and they go to this world of these stone dwarves or some shit and i'm just like that's fucking weird yeah that sounds amazing i want to do that me too fucking I want to see Hoggle in stone form. Yeah. Anyway, it says, uh, where were we at? The uh, when, when meditating. When meditating, many practitioners close their eyes and focus on the third eye. By doing so, they are sending their attention to the highest part of themselves, the spirit that lives within that cannot be seen, touched, or experienced visually. Men and women who have worked on developing their third eye are noted as seers. From a health perspective, the pineal gland produces melatonin, a hormone that affects our wake-up slash sleep patterns and seasonal functions. Melatonin. Okay. It also controls the body's biorhythms working in harmony with the hypothalamus gland which manages the body's sexual desire, hunger, thirst, and biological clock. God, my pineal gland must be the size of a fucking walnut then. Like, holy shit. <laughs> I'm thirsty as fuck and horny as fuck and hungry as fuck, like, all the time. <laughs> just the trifecta. The trifecta, exactly. I'm like, just put something in my body. 
If you'd like to learn how to open up the third eye, this video below may be of interest to you. And it's just a video of like different fucking butt plug reviews. <laughs> <laughs> this will make you gape real good. This is this video's unavailable. That's why it's unavailable. It's just a bunch of gape videos. <laughs> open up that third eye real good. You know, I, uh, I saw a porno one time where a guy uh, used a road cone to open up his third eye. And... <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I Like, okay, so, like, how horny do you got to be to look to be dri driving down the road and be like, oh, man, that road cone, though. <laughs> God, that road <laughs> yeah. cone. That road cone's going to give it to me. <laughs> I'm going to have little road conelets after we're done. Like... I, I just I never understood how people can sexualize something like that or like a shampoo bottle, you know? Yeah. Like I, just, I guess I could understand a shampoo bottle better than I could a road cone. Man, how did you freaking find some this website from twenty fifteen? I love this. Like everything I, on here is from twenty fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a website frozen in time. So let's learn about murders that happened in 2015. I don't know, but I wish the site was still being like updated because I actually really, really like it. It's just like, like I like <laughs> you. You were getting your uh, up to date news from website. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh man, the same guy killed his family again today. <laughs> he just left him in the freezer yesterday. What the hell? <laughs> Oh, shit. Don't you know how dead families work? <laughs> no, apparently not. They don't. Oh, God. That was fun. What <laughs> else? What else? That was a lackluster thing. Yeah, I feel like that was going to be... The Germantown exorcism murders from <laughs> February from 9th, 2015. <laughs> well, fuck it. I've never heard of it before. Me let's read either. it. Let's read about it. These people look kind of messed up like the the one on the left he looks like someone beat the shit what out is of him. up with his head his head's like is he is his head possessed <laughs> I mean, I, he he looks like someone beat the fuck out of him like he's swollen everywhere yeah he looks like he needs some lotion too yeah he's a little ashy he is i'm not fucking blind i, I'm, I didn't think he were he's a little okay. ashy okay. i can see him Monifa Sanford pleads guilty to Germantown exorcism murders. Monifa Sanford will be committed to psychiatric institution for involvement in exorcism killings. This is from still playwithdeath.com from 2015. <laughs> Blast from the past. Washington, D.C. Monifa Sanford, a woman that was charged with the murder of two children as well as the attempted murder of two more has pleaded oh, guilty under plea agreement. The terms of the agreement will allow her to be committed to a maximum security psychiatric institution rather than face time in prison. Which, that's probably not much better than prison because a criminally insane psych ward, I wouldn't want to see one of those. I've been in a regular one and they're not too pretty. <laughs> yeah, the regular ones in general pop are not great at no, all. No. The crimes were committed in January of 2014. The two women, Monifa Denise Sanford and Zakia Latrice Avery, murdered Avery's two-year-old daughter and her 18-month-old son, 
Her other two children, aged five and eight, were also injured and hospitalized after being stabbed by the two culprits. Holy shit. Yeah, both Monifa Sanford and Zakia Avery claim that they believe they were performing an exorcism on the children. The two women claim that they witnessed a dark cloud hovering over the children and that they also saw demons entering the body of the Nor- of the Norel, the youngest child. After they brutally stabbed the 18-month-old boy, they claimed they saw the demon spirit hover over the other children. They also state that they saw the eyes of the children turn completely black. After the murders, Sanford and Avery washed the bodies of the two murdered children. They explained to the police that they believed the bodies need to be clean when they went to the afterlife and saw God. The two women originally met in a church in Germantown called Exusia Ministries, where they became friends and formed a group that they named the Demon Assassins. <laughs> Badass guitar riff. We're the Demon Assassins. Wow! Let's kill our kids. Apparently, the two women had stopped attending service about two months before the murders. Well, you think they got a little far from Jesus, huh? At the time, uh, of, at, the, at the time of the murders, the two women were roommates. Exesio Ministries, though, it sounds like they were kind of focused on exorcisms or the demonic yeah, in general. Yeah, it does. So Sanford believes she protected the children from demonic possession by killing, by killing them. them. Yeah, that's yeah. good protection. Monica Sanford's attorney, David Felsen, stated the following. Monifa believed Satan was going to kill the children, and she needed to kill the children to save their souls. While in court, Sanford stated that she was happy the children are in heaven, (laughs) but that she missed them. She also stated that she protected the two children from being possessed by Satan, and also added that... Now God has them. Sanford was allowed to claim insanity in the case because a state psychiatrist came to the conclusion that Sanford was legally insane at the time of the at the time these brutal murders occurred. Zakia Avery will be evaluated by new psychiatrist before trial. Avery was deemed legally sane by a separate state psychiatrist. Her attorney has challenged this declaration and Avery will be diagnosed by another psychiatrist before going to trial. Avery has a known history of mental illness and court records show that she has been committed to a mental health facility in the past. At this time, Avery's trial date is set for June 24th of this year. And this is in 2015, so we could probably so we look can, up and find yeah, out. Yeah, I was about to say, we can, we can skip to the future and find out what the fuck happened. Because I kind of want to know what happened to Zakia. Do it. Look it up, buddy. All right. So, Zakia Avery. Uh... Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, like, that just really popped up, like, immediately. All right. So, uh, they were denied bond in 2014. Looking to see how this all played out. Yeah. I wonder. So, 
I want to find out. She's in Murderpedia, okay, which I didn't even know was a thing. What is that? Uh, it's apparently a a a list of male and mur and female murderers and what they've done and what they did. Oh damn! Yeah, so Murderpedia.org. I'm definitely going to give you the shout out of the week. Like we don't have to do a segment on that where you type in names. Yeah, actually, that would be kind of funny. Uh, well, not funny, haha. More like funny. Oh God. Um, but you know, funny nonetheless. We so could type in our names. Hmm. It's enhanced by Google. So if I type in David Thorne and see who you've murdered, <laughs> huh? Well, I can't be right. It says you murdered me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. This is taped from two years from now. <laughs> <clears throat> so it looks like they're. It looks like they both got sent to a mental hospital. Um, I just. I can't. It's so hard to believe because everyone was saying that, you know, that she was a very loving mother and that everybody that, you know, that she loved her children. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to know how someone gets so mentally unwell that that this happens. And I don't, I don't know. know I, yeah. I, like, I suspect that it's, you know, part of the church aspect of it. Like, I think that's probably part of it. And I think the other part of it is probably just. I, I I don't know, hanging around someone who uh, espouses this kind of stuff all the time? No clue. Yeah, I, I don't know how... I'm Like, I can't figure out how the hell... People are crazy. But that's been it. That's been the Halloween episode, Guy. How was oh, it? Oh, we we're, pulled into we the pulled station into already? the station, yeah. Station's uh, here. Pretty good. Uh, other than just being baffled by the last story. Uh, <laughs> we stand it on a, on a high note. Rule of thumb, uh, if you're listening out there, uh, don't kill your kids. Uh, yeah, it's not cool. Yeah, not don't cool. Don't kill your kids. Even if they are possessed by demons, just see how yeah. it plans out. They might... They might you might have a president. Exactly. You might have a little antichrist on your hand. Like, you don't exactly. know. We gotta do the Lord's work. Like you have to support them no matter how or possessed the dark they lord's are. Work. <laughs> you have to, Doing the you have, dark lord's work. Hail you have Satan. To support Hail Satan. You have Happy to support Halloween. your children. If if they're possessed by the devil, you gotta let You, you gotta, gotta love them. the devil out of them. Just love the <laughs> devil out of your children. Just gonna love the devil out of your children. Just love the devil out. <laughs> You just got to love the devil on up out of them. I kind of want a shirt that says, love the devil out. <laughs> love the thorn in my side. Love the devil out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, guys, that's been it. I hope you enjoyed the Halloween episode. Spooktacular. Yeah. And uh, just remember, love the devil out of them. Love the devil out. <laughs> Exactly. That's gonna be a new. We, we we have to make some shirts some days. The, the, these dames ain't loyal. Never took off. It maybe, never took off. Maybe love the devil lo out. Maybe love the devil out of them. I actually I like that. I like the slogan. Love the devil out of them. Yeah. 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 No, I do. Anyway. All right, guys. Anything. Else? 
I was about to ask you that. Uh, we love you guys, and thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. We don't have anything going on, but have a happy Halloween and good year. Peace.